You are listening to Black Man in the Right World. Hey everybody, this is Mike. This is Grant. And today we're talking about... Some stuff that stresses Mike out. The RNC, DNC, you and me. We cover that shooting in Wisconsin, and then the fallout, and then that other shooting in Wisconsin. And some stuff that doesn't stress me out, like Lovecraft Country and Project Power. Both now streaming on HBO and Netflix. Let's go! Mike, how are you? In what sense? Like, there's a lot going on right now, so I just want to check in on you. Like, how are you doing? I am... I'm doing great. You know, like, there's... The RNC is happening right now. Um, yeah. More black people are dying at the hands of police officers. People are still defending, you know, murders of human beings because, for some reason, human life isn't valued the way it should be. Um, yeah, we're still in a pandemic. Like, it's... I'm doing... I'm doing terribly. <laughs> Things could be going more wrong. Yeah, I things could be worse. Like, I, yeah, no, it actually, all seriousness, like, it's, it's been really frustrating. Because uh, I feel like there's some idea out there in this small little sect of racist idiots who believe that, like, black people wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to be, like, the victim today and, like, everyone to feel bad for me or hate me. Like, this is so much fun. I'm like, I promise you I don't want this. I promise you I don't like it. Uh, I'm not sadistic and, you know, delusional like Donald Trump. I don't want to be a villain. Uh, and I don't want to be, like, known for that. Uh, so it's just, it's silly to me that to think that, like, people actually think that a community of human beings or a, a, a group of human beings would actually want this for themselves. Nobody wants this. It's I'm kind of, I'm, like, over it. I'm so over this conversation. I'm over talking about it. But like not enough to like quit a pot quit the podcast. But it's I'm over it enough that like I yeah. just want I want there to be a new narrative. Like there's so many other things I want to talk about other than every week having to decide whether or not I'm gonna have to discuss like black people being murdered by cops today. Yeah, I mean it did get worse this week, you know, with what happened to Jacob Blake and getting shot out in Wisconsin and then that you know, turning into, you know, more protests and then that led to this little white kid coming with his AR-15 and shooting up people. and Is he a kid, though? He's 17 years old. That's a grown-ass man. I guess, yeah, technically. Any, anytime close, one of us close. does something, you know, they want to they call try us as a man. You know, t- uh, what was it? Trayvon Tamir Rice? Martin. Well, Tamir Rice was a full child. Yeah. But to Trayvon Martin was like 17, right? And then yep. some people try to be like, well, no, he was like a full man, basically. And but I'm he like, had a bag of Skittles, Mike. Those are, you know, very deadly Yes. And, yeah. But again, Trayvon, he was killed by not even a police officer. Yeah. yeah. Just like Ahmaud Arbery, just killed by random people. And somehow we still defend those people. Like, I can, I can understand the mentality of, the, of, of people who are delusional and, and stupid and want to try to defend cops so badly. Uh, but <laughs> I don't, I can't understand. Well, people who, you know, they side with that side. Not yeah. all of them are delusional. Like, stupid, bl- but yeah. they... They're pretty stupid. I don't know, to, to blindly want to defend cops. Like, cops can defend themselves. Yeah, I agree. Like, they, these, these, they're, they're, they're cops. They're not, like, these helpless, like, little fragile beings, like... Oh, yeah, they knew what they were doing they when they signed for their up for life. It. Like, and let's be real. Come on now, y'all. Like, they're, they, they, they applied for this job. They went through training. They, they've signed, you know whatever contracts things they had to do it's like same thing like if i go to a re- work at a restaurant or something i'm not gonna hope that everyone comes in there and worries like every step away like he might burn his hand he might get sweaty he might be a little tired oh my gosh he's working so hard like no i i picked this job if it's that bad i could get out of it so if there's a cop out there who's like feels like this is the worst job ever and i'm so afraid for my life every single day and i can't hang t- take this guess what dude quit <laughs> yeah, maybe do something else yeah but if, if not like do better but like i just can't i can't quit like how i'm telling you right now like i'm so frustrated with with uh the perception and then and, and the idea of of what everybody is thinking about black people right now i can't quit i can't just wake up and say okay i'm done being black today I can't do that. There's nothing I can fucking do. There was no six-month training to be a black person. There wasn't any uniform I put on. There isn't uh, any, like, uh, severance pay. I can't leave uh, on vacation. I can't, like, I'm going to be black till I die. Like, this is, this is literally who I have to be forever. 
It's not a fucking Blue Lives Matter take my uniform off at the end of the day, go home, eat some donuts, and possibly beat my wife. This isn't that kind of bullshit. I have, this isn't who I am. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, I'm getting so frustrated because, like, I have, I have family members who are law enforcement and stuff like that, and they have to be black and a cop. Yeah. But it's, and it's just, I don't know. It's just getting, I'm like clearly just frustrated. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I it's understand. Like, this is, it's, it's hard. Yeah. No, it's intense. And I think that it's not helping that for the first time, it seems like in a long time, you have this case where now there's this, you know, well documented kid or man, as we said, 17 year old, who is, you know, shot two people. There's no question about it. Well, he shot three people. He killed two. He right? killed two of them. Killed, killed human two beings. people. He killed two people. Like, it's not even, I don't give a fuck. Like, if it was self-defense, I don't care if it was, he was being attacked. I don't care if he was a cop. I don't care if he wasn't a cop. I don't care if he was 17 or 104 years old. Yeah, he murdered two he people. He murdered two people. Two yeah. people died. That's yeah. intense, everybody. Like, even if these people were evil criminals, two people still died. And now you have some people defending him. Defending him. Because at least somebody stood up, this is air quotes, stood up to the protesters, end quote. But who, when they say at least somebody stood up, are they, I'm confused, because I thought that these these gun-toting Second Amendment uh, right-wing people are saying that cops are like these perfect beings that they love so much. But if they're so great at their job, why do you feel the need to to drive all the way from Illinois with your AR-15 and try to help them do their job? If they're so good at it, why do you have to come in and help them? Because that would seem like to me... That's a good question. Yeah, that would, that would seem like to me, little boy, little 17-year-old psychopath. If you had to come all the way over there, that means that you think the cops aren't doing that great of a job. Therefore, would make me feel like you align yourself with Black Lives Matter and defunding the police because they're not that great at their job. So you have to come in there with your AR-15 and, and, and handle it because the cops can't stop the rioters, because the cops can't stop the protesters. Because the uh, America can't get law and order in, in, together. Like, what's the point of your militia if you think that Donald Trump has everything under control? Because I, I would I believe that you don't think he has everything under control. I think well, that's the talking afraid. point, right? Is that we have militias and we have the Second Amendment to protect us from the government. From their government. Because right now, it, ain't, it definitely ain't my government. It's like, it's a... It's, I said, yeah, the government. Yeah, it, this yeah. government has Who's weird a, interests right there now. There is a government here. <laughs> I'm like trying... I like want, I do my... I really do my best to not like just take blatant sides. Because I, I am by no means like a riding true and blue Democrat right now. Like I, I'm not, I don't get down with none of them like that. But at the same time, some of the people that like I've seen on like... Republican National Convention. I'm like, are you kidding? Mm. Like those lawyers or whatever that are pointing guns at people. Like they literally were guest speakers. Like they ain't done shit. Who the fuck are they? Well, they're they're tokens. They're these little trophies that they can uh, parade around and say, they, "Oh, remember these folks that you liked that were you know trending on social media? Guess what? We got them because we want to own the libs. We want to trigger the libs." At least, like I would, I can understand you having Tommy Lahren and Candace Owens and all those psychopaths. But like, were any of them even there? I don't think so. No, no, because they they're just they don't actually care about them. So that's the, what was the point. Well, it's very interesting that they're both women, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. They're just be blindly trying to speak for Donald Trump, but he don't care about them. He, could, he can do all this on his own. He doesn't need any of those people that are, like, riding his coattails so badly. Yeah, I think he's literally doing it just to get trending more. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying. You can understand if Tommy and Lauren, Tommy Lauren and... Um, Candace, uh, Candace Owens. Like, I can understand if those types of people were, like, speaking, but, like, to get these, like, psycho, like randos who have no political background who have no like humanitarian involvement or you know any like they're just random regular people who just were pointing guns at protesters and they might be lawyers or something whatever they might be but they're like they're not they're not worthy of anything they're not worthy of my time i don't because i don't care about them as as an american voter and an american citizen that person is not going to sway me to vote for republicans yeah no that feels like the social media moment of the time that feels like the tiktok you know moment yeah where it's like we have these people just because they're trending and and that's it i guess they're trying to sway the the racist people 
but why like, aren't well, the in what direction about? do they need to be swayed? Yeah, they're already on your side. So yeah. that's just doesn't it's yeah, it's like beating a dead racist. I horse. think it's it's just for the headline. It's just to make make, you know, people on the left upset. That's what I think. No, not even just the left, anywhere. <laughs> you could be in the middle, you could be on the side, you could be underneath. You just yeah. you could just want to make the media side. mad, is what I think it is. Because it gives uh, it generates, you know, buzz for him. Because that's what he all he wants. I guess I just hate. I also hate this idea that the media is just liberal. Like, yeah, it's it's child, super please. not. No, they, first of all, most media channels are owned by you know big money interests in the first place. Yeah, so. bet you anything, a lot of those folks that you know are invested in CNN and all those places aren't that liberal actually. Um, and then there's Fox News, yeah, which is the biggest media network, ironically. Acting a damn. See, they all just acting a fool. Everybody needs a fucking timeout. Seriously. What do you think about um, the... There's a couple of black people that spoke at the RNC, like Tim Scott and... Um, Irrelevant. <laughs> you just immediately read the Irrelevant book. coon. I'm sorry. I don't even... Like, I, I try my best to, like... I, I want to so badly always promote and, and support black people in all facets of life because, like, I feel like we need that. I feel like we, we get bragged on enough. But for people like him... I'm sorry. I'm just going to say you're irrelevant trash because like, what's the point? They don't need your help. You over there looking like Samuel Jackson and shit talking about why is that nigga on a nair looking ass? Like I, I can't do you right now. Like Calvin Candy does not need your freaking help. Tim Scott, just get down off the porch and let Massa do his fucking job because you're irrelevant and you shouldn't, you just, just be a Republican quietly on the side. I don't need you up here trying to act like things are okay. Or like help them. Help them or call them out. It. No, no, I'm saying like uh, uh, basically what they're doing is they're helping push this narrative that they're the most black friendly, you know, administration that's See, ever. Don't lived. even say that. I, I would, I could take it if they just said that Republicans aren't as racist as you believe, and they actually have some policies that can benefit black people. If they left it at that, I could take it. But when they throw it in this, like they actually support black people more than everybody else, stop it. Let's just stop. It's like also I've I, you know I've seen the other like last weekend I saw this group like like LGBT community for like Donald Trump supporting Donald Trump and they're like he's done more for LGBT rights than any other president. He's and I he's was like yeah he has but like he's done he's he's done more by taking rights away yeah. not done more by helping. Exactly. It's like and like stop. It's just like these narratives. Like everyone is, they're going too far. Like there's too much pandering to the mentally unstable. There's too much pandering to the. the I don't even think it's an uh, instability. I think it's just people. I mean, let's let's say what it is. It's dumb people. I think it's people who aren't gonna think past the headline or. Well, the, that's, but see, that's why I was. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm focusing on like the instability because it's not always that they're dumb. It's just that they're confused and they're and like they're they're caught up in this these weird ideas based on where they live. But or see, where I they feel mentally up. unstable right now, and I don't feel catered to in any way. You kind of are though for, on the Democratic side. So, like for example, if they if you look at what the DNC is saying, they their rhetoric might be a little different uh, in regards to the the type of emotion they're trying to evoke out of. Um, liberals or progressives or millennials or whatever, but they're still trying to cater to people who are mentally unstable. Like I'm mentally unstable, basically based off of racism and and the protests and all the things going on. And so they want to let me. They're trying to use. They're almost using that against me, or not against me, but using that to their advantage to get my vote. So like I do think both sides are 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 benefiting off of instability right now. Yeah, no, that's that's for sure, and and. You know, the, the talking point is either Trump is going to destroy American democracy by, you know, rigging the election and getting rid of the post office, or he's going to destroy America with the COVID-19. How, how did we jump from, like, defunding the police to defunding the post office? That's just nuts. Like, they, they wasn't fucking with nobody. They, how did, like, if I was in the post office and I'd be like, how did we go jump to me? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, one of my friends is in the post office, and I was like, how did your job get so political? And he's we so like, badly, do we so badly wanted to ignore the problem of cops killing people and being untrained that we just jumped to another government. Like, but that entity. is what they do. Like, particularly this administration, they jump from problem to problem because they don't actually have any solutions to anything, and it's a chaotic mess, actually. Well, here's a solution. They should all quit. I mean, it seems like nobody wants to be working there. The job sounds tough and stressful. It sounds like it's too much for all you guys. Dear Republicans, dear Donald Trump, I think it's just just quit, you guys. You'll you'll feel so much better because you won't have to deal with this shit anymore. We won't have to deal with you. So, like, just stop. Because doesn't it seem so much more fun to be the ones that are protesting? Like, I feel like they really love protesting when they were protesting masks back in March and April. They were really getting off on that. They're like, yeah, I would love to protest. Yeah, you know, but Gretchen, apparently they were protesting. Whitmer, they were having a civilized protest, unlike the ones now. Yeah, because they were all strapped with fucking guns. And guess what? The police agreed with them, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, some of these protesters, like, the protesters are still white. We were just reading about Black Panthers, and apparently the Black Panther Party, you know, they never really had any problems because they had guns. And they were always, you know, the police didn't mess with them for a long time. Yeah, but America was not about to be cool with a bunch of black people with guns. Yeah. Come on now. America doesn't America doesn't really like black people. You just at a certain point in time, it's just like they have to like deal with us. So like they either have the Democrats on one side who are just like cool with trying to be cool with us, and then you have the Republicans who are mad that they have to be cool with us. But let's just be real. Come on now, y'all. Let's stop bullshitting. I'm tired of this. Like I'm having this conversation in 2020 and that's a long time from slavery. So if we're still talking about this shit, you ain't fucking really riding with us and just be real with it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the sad truth of it is is that there's just a lot of people who just are not... that they're racist. But, like, not in the systemic racist way that a lot of people are and that, like, the system around us is racist. I think there's just a significant portion of people who... I've been trying not to think this, but just... There's no other logical conclusion. What do other... what do white people talk when like black people are not around? What do you want to know? Ask me. <laughs> I feel like you'll never fucking tell me. Like I feel like I feel like white people talk. They have to be like, man, what's happening to these black people is crazy, right? Right, Billy? Yeah, Cindy, it's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Like you have to be having these conversations, and you never. Gonna I tell actually me. think like white people don't talk about black people that much when that's just white people. Well, that's because that's fucking, white privilege. That's your problem. That's white privilege. Based we don't on talk my about experience. y'all either when you're not around. Because <laughs> <laughs> why would you? I mean, we talk about how y'all are a problem. So yeah. I mean, I, I just don't believe it. Like, have you ever had like some intensely like racist conversations with people? Like, that that wasn't intent, like, intentionally racist, but the... Yeah. The, the, I've been in the room when some, either whether it's unintentionally racist or racist things have been said, kind of like just nonchalantly and and then the conversation moves on yes definitely happened that's crazy did you ever like freak out and flip a table over no oh well we haven't got there yet i definitely i definitely will speak to it when like i feel like i can do it in a nuanced way where the person's gonna understand what i'm saying which is like no that's not that's not like that issue is separate from whatever issue because usually it comes up like if it comes up it comes up and it has nothing to do with the other conversation so it'll be like somebody throws in something that clearly is not related to the topic at hand and it's it's like oh well you know this or that because oh my god these people. Like, people are just like you're just watching tv like watching the bachelor and all of a sudden someone's like yeah and by the way black people are thugs like just no. out of nowhere no because that i feel like i could speak to and be like what the fuck no but no, it's always like we're talking about an issue that doesn't have anything to do with race or ethnicity or anything at all. And then all of a sudden someone's race or ethnicity gets brought up. Uh, and that's when I can be like, well, that doesn't have to do with this topic. And so I redirect attention. Okay. Because I try to assume that the, like, the benefit of the doubt and that like, if I have to call you racist right now, I will. But that's going to bring this whole conversation to a stop if I do it. Do it. Yeah. You gotta be you gotta be okay with at some point with losing some friends and family. 
or not, yeah. or just getting in an argument. I think it's not about always losing them. Just get you got to be okay with getting in an argument. I don't know. I'm just speaking, no. It's what, I'm we, it's to what you, we said last week to white friends. Yeah, it's what it's. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm speaking for all white people right now. Sorry, <laughs> sorry that I'm your spokesperson, but y'all are too scared to come on this show. So dang um, the call out. Yeah, I like I'm I'm a little bit frustrated because I feel like I can't. And this is me. I'm going on a white tangent for a second, but. I feel like I can't have a nuanced conversation with anyone anymore about anything um, on social media. So this is my time to have a nuanced conversation with you, and then people can hear what we talk about. But um, but I'm like, where are y'all at? Um, what was I saying? Oh, I just think that like there's like there is an issue in that we are like. We also don't want to have this conversation. In the same way that black people are tired and exhausted, white people are tired and exhausted, and it's been, like, three months for us. <laughs> you know? Like, it's like, we obviously don't want to have this conversation because we keep avoiding it. But it's like, at some point, we are the ones that have to have the conversation. But there's, like, a lot of people who are not avoiding it. And that's and I, I have an issue with that. Like, because I, for a while now, since, like, George the George Floyd thing... Uh, when that went down, I think I, I felt some kind of type of way because I didn't understand why George Floyd's murder was more more intense or more sellable than Ahmaud Arbery's murder. I was confused because mm. I get I get one was like the knee on the neck by a cop, but to me as a as me as a black person, Mike Thompson. I didn't. I didn't see much difference between those three white men that chased Ahmad down, versus the three cops that stood there and and killed uh, George Floyd. They looked like the same people to me. But for some reason, to to these liberal America, to these progressive millennials, they were like, "Oh no, this one's different though, because cops killed him." And I'm like, "That's the problem. Is because we keep seeing cops." as completely different people than the KKK, as completely different people than the militias, as completely different people than these adamant racist people. Like, no, they are the same. They're mixing and mingling. I'm not saying all cops are racist and crazy and part of the KKK, but you have to understand that there are some that probably are affiliated with Oh, I'll read it to you right now. So there's a headline that I read in The Guardian that says, white supremacists and militias have infiltrated police across the U.S., according to a report from a former FBI agent that's documented the links between serving officers and racist militant activities in more than a dozen states. More yeah. than a dozen states. Wasn't the, but the, even the guy like it was no, it was a well known fact that the guy that killed Ahmad was a former cop. Yeah. So like this is this is the reality, people. Like it should it shouldn't have been like one's different than the other, one's more important than the other. It's like this is all bad. Like the marching and all that should have happened the minute that happened. The minute a black man was chased down the street and, and slaughtered. That that's when everything should have popped off. So like yeah. I I you can't I can't help but feel some type of way like seeing, you know like I just have a lot of friends that are considered progressives or whatever they want to consider themselves you know like open minded people. But I I feel some type of way about this like this it's like very it's starting to get into the virtue signaling because I think it's just so much saturation of my social media with all these different posts about you know who to call and what to do and you don't care about black people and and i'm just like oh i'm so like i i really i said this on twitter that like my least favorite my least like favorite flavor of bullshit yeah my least favorite flavor of bullshit is white people like telling other people or especially black people they're like they're like racist or like calling they're calling people out like basically just like i'm just it's getting it's but is that is that you taking it personally when they're talking to someone like me uh, it's like, I'm just, I'm just like, let's just, I think the best way to go, I, I personally just think the best way to go about this is just to call out the people who are fucking up, not to call out the people who are trying to do right, but not doing it right the, the best way. Mm. That's silly. But that's like, that's like, that's like, that's like, what, you, bit, though? what is it? Aren't we all fucking up a little bit though? But that. not on the level, like, you haven't went out and shot a black person in the back seven times. So I should yeah. not be having the same <laughs> conversation with you say. that I should be having with those cops. Like, yeah. that is, that's two different, that's, we shouldn't be yelling on Instagram. Like, like if, if you are posting a story on Instagram that is 
to the hundreds of followers of yours that are all part of the KKK and racist, you got a problem. Why are they your friends on Facebook mm. or Instagram? To me, it's like, I personally, why would I even post anything? I shouldn't, the reason why I haven't posted that much stuff, like stop being racist on Instagram is because in my mind, I already assume that I only keep people in my circle who already are, are lean on the progressive side or, or accept me for my, my racial identity. Right. So like, it would be crazy for me to be posting that because if, if I got someone that replied back like, wow, thanks, Mike. I didn't even know you were black until I saw that post on your story. I'd be like... <laughs> the fuck like, well that's why i go back and forth about posting um because it's like well what does this really do um you know it does feel like virtu- it goes into the virtual signaling territory sometimes like sometimes i do because i'm just you know in my feelings and i'm like i need to post this yeah but it's interesting it's like it's yeah it's like half my feed is people like shaming other people because they're not doing enough and half my feed is really silent christian people who just aren't saying anything well, I, got, I feel some type of way about that. But that's I mean, an entirely different conversation. I've seen a lot of that, the silent, silent Christian folk. Yeah, but I think it's... Okay, here's something I wanted to, to touch on. I think that there is a level of delusion um, and a level of disconnect where things are not fitting into the narrative. This is something you said earlier, but specifically with what you just said about people who um, you know, accept you for your racial identity... I think that most people think that they do that. Most white people I'm speaking for. But there's a disconnect between doing that and then conceptualizing other black people and other black issues, i.e. a black man who's shot by police. They feel like they can accept you while still at the same time support the police and, and have that be like a, like a separate conversation. I think that that is a thing that some people think. But I think you can. Well, according to you know all of the all of the friends shaming people on social media, well, fuck, that's not I'm the sorry, case. fuck you. Like, stop. You can't you can't destroy hate with hate. Like, I am not like I don't know. I, I'm not speaking for all black people, but I don't get that excited. Like, I don't get my rocks off when I see like a bunch of white people talking about how we should just completely abolish the police uh, force and how our country is shitty and I hate our country. I'm like. I'm I'm fighting for my life here and I'm fighting to live here because I like it, not because I hate it. I I want to win. I want to win with positivity. I want to win with with uh, with hope and, and happiness. I don't want if like black people, we could do that. If you if we like wanted to retaliate and burn everything down and kill everyone, we could anyone can do that. Now let's take that's a barbarian. That's a, a barbaric reaction. To just, just be like, oh, I'm angry. I'm going to burn and kill everybody. No, we don't. That, that's never what we wanted to do. We want to do it the right way. We want to be integrated and involved in society the civilized way and, and, the way, and then live in peace and harmony. And, and let's be clear. There's a difference between trying to do that again and again and again and not being heard and then getting to the point where you're like, okay, we have to protest and, you know, to a certain degree, riot and, and burn things when trying to do it that way a hundred times doesn't work. Yeah. Because that's where we're at right now. Because people, I, I'm just thinking in my head, someone who might hear what you just said and be like, well, that's what's happening right now. And it's like, well, it's only happening this way right now because you tried to do it a hundred times, a thousand times before the right way. But and nobody I, listens. But I'm seeing like, I don't know, when I see Portland and shit and like, I saw, you showed me that video where like there's some kids and people like running through. I got like, it pulled up. Do you want me to play a clip from it? Do you have it ready? Yeah, I have it ready. Okay, go for it. Okay. Fuck you. Fuck you. 
You piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're like 100% a piece of shit. Is this how big your dick is? Okay, that's enough. I don't need a... This, it's trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's not... Like, it is... It's, it just sounds like it's because it's like it become like a, a hashtag or it's become like this this fun activity to do. It's not fucking fun. You yeah. shouldn't be having fun. That's I think that's that's the problem. Like if you're if you're going through these protests and you're going through this through this cause and you're like, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Woo! I'm gonna tell you right now, you're off. You're off base because it's, it's not fun at all. It fucking sucks. It's painful. I hate it. I want to cry. I'm sad and I'm pissed off. Like yeah. it's not, it's, it's not an enjoyable moment. I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it is the persecution complex wish fulfillment of people, white people specifically on both sides of the issue, being able to come in here and live out their Star Wars Rebels fantasy. That's what I think it is to a certain degree. Now, I, what I'm talking about is I'm talking about the people who are like, let's go burn shit. Let's go destroy stuff who aren't there for the betterment of black lives. Because there's a, there are people out there who are like that. And that goes for both the militia people who are out there who want to bring their AR-15s and now apparently shoot people. And then that goes to the people who just want to blow buildings. And this isn't cool. like a Game of Thrones cosplay moment. This isn't like, this isn't a LARP session. Like, this is, re- this is real life. Like, you can't, we shouldn't be out there burning and hurting people because that's not going to get, that's not going to help anybody. That's going to, like, all I see is when all these, all these white kids run out there and start burning shit down, is they're going to piss off the cops who already killed me over fucking Skittles and uh, and sleeping in my bed. So, like, what are they going to do now when they really think I'm a threat? Mm-hmm. When their police station got burned down because mm-hmm. of, because of like, the cause that's supporting me. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to make cops like me better. This isn't going to make the Donald Trump and Republicans and and the far right like black people better like this is that's so it's like you got to be very you got to be a little more strategic with with your protests and how you're going about this like everyone keeps saying everyone's just peaceful protesting but i'm like let's i don't think anybody wants to admit that it's not all peaceful yeah like it's like well like listen to this and i get why it's not but it's but you have to fight that yeah like, that urge inside of you that yeah that, that feels i like want to knock bitches out every day but I can't. I know. I know. I can't do that. My mom it, and dad taught me better than that, and I and I strive to understand life and, and and interaction with human beings better than that. And it doesn't get you what you want, right? Yeah, Ultimately. I can't just knock bitches out. Cause trust me, there been a whole lot of motherfuckers just laying on the ground there. I read this tweet on Twitter, and obviously, and <laughs> it said. I'm going to pull it up real quick, like, and basically, it's like you know what keeps the peace, justice. That's what keeps the peace. So the reason why we're having all of these issues at the end of the day is because a part of this social contract is not being kept and justice is not being served. People are being killed and that's not how American justice is supposed to work. You are entitled to a trial if you're accused of a crime. You are not supposed to be killed, point blank, period, before you have a trial. Like, and the reason why all of this unrest is happening, all of this injustice or, or, or protests, all this stuff, is because of the injustice. It is because of the 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 end of the bargain is not being upheld. Yeah. And if you want things to get better, at a certain point, you have to you have to treat other people how you want to be treated. It's like the most kindergarten basic level shit. Yeah. And that's not being done by the police right now. Well, I so, think it. It's so interesting because, like, there's, it's like black people just in general are being treated, are being treated like shit. But I think a lot of people get hung up on just the relationship between alleged criminal, alleged black criminals dying at the hands of of cops. And I'm like, that's just, that's literally 5% of, like, the actual struggle. Like, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, when I, when I'm hearing news stories consistently about uh, companies, like, mistreating their like Hollywood companies and and production companies and, and and different shows and stuff like that not being staffed properly or mistreating their people of color mistreating their black employees and stuff like that I'm like I thought those were all like progressive left-leaning uh, organizations yeah but they're also fucking up so like that's that that there's no cop involved in that there's there's no uh right-wing militia involved in that but yet, yeah, black people are still being mistreated in that regard. 
or yeah. in that situation. So like there, there's a lot. There's, this conversation is much bigger, bigger than that. And I know it feels good to be like that little white kid who's out there protesting right now because you're gonna be like, yeah, there's one clear villain and it's cops, and we need to defund the police because they're the worst types of white people out there. They're the worst type of organization out there. And like I'm good because I'm not part of that. And it's like no, even if once the once we defund the police, guess what? Education's still gonna be racist. The uh, how uh, banks and and our financial system will still be racist. Yep. Our religion and those religious institutions will still be racist, Islamophobic, or whatever, homophobic. The the whole entire government and our entire country will still be misogynistic and sexist. Like all these things will still exist. So what are we what are we gonna do with those? We got we would have to, if it, if defunding was just the the immediate solution. Guess what? We gotta defund the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, to defund the whole country. Because be nothing is working you, right right now. Because we're all, this whole country is built on, on slave money. So, like, if everybody True. wants to feel bad about, like, you know, like, look up, like, I'm not going to go eat at Chick-fil-A because, like, they, they take money from bad organizations. Like, guess what, honey baby? The whole fucking country <laughs> is, is built on, <laughs> on some fucked up dollar bills. On yeah, blood money. it was built with slave money on top of a Native American burial Yeah, ground. we know. Everybody, this is, this is common knowledge. that we yeah. like, So it's like you have, you have to be able to want to like progress or like see that it's not, it's not the end all be all if like there is a, there's a bad history or there like things can be reformed. We have you have to have hope and you have to have faith that things can be reformed. Yeah. This idea that nothing can be reformed, it has to just be completely destroyed, doesn't make sense to me as a black man because then I'm like, all right, well then defund and destroy everything then. Because last time I checked, the whole fucking country was against me at one point, which means that we would have to completely defund and re- reconstruct everything, including the government, including the you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> everything. So like it doesn't. It's like yeah. let's be let's be a little smarter than let's work a little harder. Like, as a little kid, if your parents are kind of fucked up to you or not, they're not being the best parents because they just, they, maybe they had you at a, at a young age. Maybe they didn't, weren't raised properly. Maybe there's some crazy, you know, outside factors. Or maybe there's some, there's something mentally wrong with them. Maybe, who knows? There could be a bunch of circumstances where your parents aren't working at their best to you as a child. But guess what? You can't just be like, well, I want to defund my mom and dad. I want a new mom and dad. I just don't want these ones anymore. I want a new one. No, if it doesn't work that way, you gotta you gotta either you gotta either work you gotta either they have to reform or fix themselves, or you have to just completely get out of the situation, or you know who knows what it, what it may be. But you can't you can't get a new version of them. Yeah, you can't like it's either gonna be the shitty mom and dad who get better, or no mom and no shitty mom and dad anymore. But you can't. You you have to ref- it's all like it's, I feel like we have to focus on reformation and we have to focus on reconstruction. You can't you can't just eliminate. Yeah. Cause the, cause that cause the ideas and the mentality still remain. So uh, I, I mean like obviously like we're not like experts in you know justice reform and all this. stuff. I'm not at all. Not at all. I'm not an ex- all. I'm an expert in being Mike Thompson though. I'm being tired <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> but, but what I was gonna say. <laughs> Absolutely. But what I was going to say is like, I feel like if you're on the road to restorative justice and you want a world that's just better and kinder, like you have to start by like both sides have to come to the table. Like I have a theory of relationships. I feel like it's pretty obvious, but in order for a relationship to work, the only thing that matters is that both people want to be in the relationship. That is the only thing that matters. And you know, also like they're not hopefully not killing each other and beating each other up. Like those are the, that is the only thing that matters is that both people want to be in the relationship. So in order to work, work on all of this shit, both people have to want to come to the table and fix it and work on it. And, and, Cause they have to want the same thing. And the same thing is to still be in relationship with each other. Cause otherwise guess what the alternative is? Divorce, killing each other. Like, not killing each other, but like that's what it's getting to. There's like, people like, shooting people in the street all the time. Yeah, people are like it's, it's all, it, we're already at that point. Yeah, we're at that point now. That it's like militias and crazy seventeen year olds and shit shooting people. Yeah, and it's gonna all come to a fucking head. Like it's we keep playing and dancing around, saying now is not the time to talk about uh, gun control. Now is not this too soon to talk about this. It's too soon to talk about that. Is it? It's not too soon for for Ahmad and Trayvon and Tamir 
and Brianna and Brianna and these Jacob these, and you know, the Jacob these two people that were killed in the, uh, the like a couple days ago. It's not too soon for them. They already dead now. So like it's like oh, not it's, Jacob. <laughs> no, yeah, Jacob's yeah. not. But yeah. like I mean, they've already been shot. It yes. already has happened. So like, yes. we have to talk. We have to talk about this heavy shit because it's all starting to. It, to me, it's all starting to fuse together. Yeah, like all those conversations we wanted to avoid are all coming together. Like right now, this year, we have we have to talk about women. We have to talk about the mistreatment of people of color. We have to talk about guns. We have to talk about drugs and healthcare because of the pandemic. We have to talk about society with you know and wealth and business and 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 finances. We talk about international relations. Like we have yeah. all these things. We can no longer like be like, oh, we'll get to that later. We'll <laughs> we'll put a pin in that one. There's no later. The There's whole no place later. Implodes. Shit's popping off, man. Yeah, and it's like this is what happens when you ignore things and put things off. Guess what? They hide under your bed, get big enough until they, you know, come out and eat you alive. That's Who? what happens. Who's coming out under the bed? <laughs> all of the trash. It's, you know, all this trash that you sweep under the rug and sweep under your bed. Slowly and surely it builds and builds and builds until it becomes a trash monster. Man. And then it comes out and swallows you. And like, imagine sweeping Donald Trump under the rug. Like, you can see that shit. That big ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't hide that. But that's the thing. So is we like act like we Donald Trump is the, is the worst like thing. Like, he's causing all this. Donald Trump is the byproduct of all of these issues. He's the he's the he's yeah, he's, a, he's the product of it. He's, he's the most American case. American that there is. is That's he? as American Damn. as they get. Damn, really? Yeah, because he's all of the problems of America in one person. I guess all the yeah all the negative like parts of America. Yeah, is the most American problem. I guess I should say. Yeah. I'm but sure there, not I'm sure there's that. somebody who loves Trump that's listening. That's gonna be like, there's a lot. I know. Uh, I know well, people who, who do you do. want instead, Joe Biden? And I'm like, I don't got time for nobody. I'm exhausted. I swear, I want to be president. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm going to vote. Yes. Because like I'm not I'm not stupid. Oh Lord. But. You think people are going to be like, oh, well, you're not voting. You're I didn't say I'm not going to vote, but at the same time, I'm going to tell you right now, ain't nobody about shit on that ballot. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. But it's but there's some people that, that can probably do a little bit more than others. There's some people yeah. who I trust a little bit more than others to to open the doors for people to, to allow them Absolutely. to step forward and, and take charge. But... But I'm like, gonna tell you right now, I'm not feeling nobody. Nobody who is gonna get elected probably in the next eight years is gonna be able to fix this shit. Nobody ever. This is gonna be. We're like on at it. President Forty Five, and this in America still act like we got made yesterday. We still yeah. act like we in the three month probationary phase where we're like trying to figure out who who we are as a country. Actually, it's I read- been a minute. <laughs> get it together. I read this interesting article from uh, Michael Harriet. Uh, he's like a Twitter commentary uh, dude. And that's super reductive. He's like a writer. He writes for The Root, um, all of this. But I wrote the, I read this article, and he was talking about um, the Milwaukee Bucks and their protests yesterday and how basically black people are kind of like the, the embodiment of patriots. The, because when the founding fathers founded this country, they started off, you know, wanting all of these things and, and rioting, and, they, you know, they took down a statue when they read the Declaration of Independence for the first time. They were so stoked on it. Um, but they did all of this shit, and they, you know, they started America, but they didn't live up to that promise. And for 244 years, you know, black Americans have been living up to that, you know, trying to live up to that promise. Yeah. That it's basically like, y'all are the true patriots. I mean, what did, it's like, what did you think? If this country was literally built on a bunch of people looking at this oppressive regime that loves the color red and they have to stop them from oppressing them and do whatever they can. Why did, why did Republicans pick the color red? Like, what did, did, we, did you not have, like, PTSD from, from, from the British? <laughs> like, that was, like, that was already a bad choice. We knew where this was going to go. They could have picked green. They could have picked purple. They could have picked any other color. But they're like, no, we're going to pick red. And then, like... Maybe everybody would be cool with it. And, like, maybe no one will, like, like no. Doesn't so red I, make people mad? I think so, yeah. Like, seeing red and all that? I guess, but maybe that's the whole point. Like, you have, those things have to exist to keep us awake and to keep us moving. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, because, uh, like, I don't know. I can't imagine what it's like to be a, a white basketball fan who's also, like, pro, you know, police officers, blue lives, whatever, 
Um, and then, you know, having all this stuff go down with the, with, you know, Black Lives Matter and the protests there and, you know, them, being of like a yeah. basketball fan. Yeah. And not, and like, there's a level of cognitive dissonance there where it's like this thing that you love, like, I don't get how you can't support Black Lives Matter and be a basketball fan. I just, it's just bonkers to me. Yeah, well, because they don't see it. So, remember, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like, I'm sorry, at the end of the day, most sports is just like the new age Mandingo fighting. So, that's why there's people out there like, oh my God, I can't believe basketball players have the audacity to care about black lives. And even though they are black people, they're like, just entertain me, monkey. And they're getting so mad because, like, these basketball players want to take a knee. But I'm sorry, they're human beings. And everyone says, well, they make a lot of money. So, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't be allowed to, like, be upset. And I'm like, that doesn't, no, that's not how it works. If that's true, then tell that to Donald Trump. Yeah, he has a lot yeah. of money. Donald Trump Why has a lot of money. So he's not allowed to complain then. Yeah. Why None is of the he politicians so are allowed to complain, right? Because they yeah. all make just as much money as some of those basketball players. So, like, fuck off and leave us alone. Let us run for government and Sounds like to me they're saying rich people of color and women are not allowed to be mad about anything. Yeah. Because you're, now you're rich, so now you, you, you got what the, you know, what the predominant white man got. So, like... You should shut up now. But no, that's not how it works. I hope, I hope all the basketball players never go back, to be honest with you. Like, I like basketball. I think it's cool. But, like, piss them. Just fuck up. Just, just fuck shit up. Like, because that's not burning down uh, a Starbucks. That's not burning down a Target. That's real protest. Yeah. Because it's a strike. Because they are the property. It's a strike. It's not a boycott. And guess what happens when, you, when workers unite and strike? Shit comes to a halt. Oh, yeah, they're going to... People gonna, listen. Because they fucking with them pocketbooks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I guess, like, you know, black lives don't matter, but black money matters, no? Oh, yeah. That, see, they love, that, they love that black money. Green lives matter. <laughs> Let us stop buying shit. I bet you they fucking fix, this, fix everything. But we, you know, the world knows that everybody is a consumer and everybody wants stuff, so, like, it's going to keep moving. Yeah. Do we watch, have we watched anything cool lately, Mike? Um, yeah. I, <laughs> we, <laughs> we were like, I'm like trying to think not about the news. I know. Uh, we, we, there's some cool stuff. Even, you know, eight months into quarantine, or eight months into the year, I should say, there's, uh, there's still some cool stuff on TV. Yeah, Project Power, we saw recently. Oh, Netflix. Yeah, that was interesting. Yes, with like a certain name, Dominique Fishback. Yeah, and, and Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And JGL. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like that was great because JGL was trash in that movie. But like, he it's like he was five hundred days of summer trash. But yeah, but he's like still, dude. He's still like him. Yeah. Um, but then Jamie Fox, like, is already we know Academy Award winning great actor. He's he's a shit. But then Dominique Fishback, like, it was just so great seeing like I just love I'm loving this like black female energy like in entertainment where like they just get in all these roles where they're just badasses like you know what Westworld. Or not Westworld. Um, yeah, well, in Westworld, I wasn't trying to say that, but yeah, Danny Newton was in that. Yeah. But uh, Watchmen, uh, with the Gene oh, King and yeah. stuff. So, like, there's just, like, all these black women are just getting... Everyone's getting to see how badass they are uh, in TV. Because I'm like, I knew they were in real life. So I'm just like, oh, now now you see. Now you see why I'm obsessed <laughs> with black women. Because <laughs> they just shit. This is not fantasy. This is real life. They actually have superpowers and they actually are badass. <laughs> um, but yeah, that movie was amazing. So it was well, just... it's like a it's like a drug. Basically, it's like an undercover drug ring, but uh, uh, the drugs give you like powers for five minutes or something, yeah. which is crazy. Cause yeah. it's like five minutes. I was like, damn, ain't no time to do nothing. Like, I what 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 instance would you need to take a drug to last five minutes? Yeah. Like, maybe before sex? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But some of those Viagra. powers that you get, you don't want to turn into a fireball during sex and burn everybody up. Oh, yeah. There's some crazy some crazy ones. Like, the one guy, like, turns all big. Yeah, there's a guy that turns super giant. There's people that, like, turn invisible. There's someone that can turn, like, to ice. I was like, and it's all random. I was like, that does not sound fun. Like, yeah. it's everybody has, everybody's bodies operate differently. So whatever drug you whoever however you take the drug it like does something different to you especially yeah that that's that's pretty cool and like uh jgl's character he's like bulletproof which is oh like, yeah I which, forgot about that. which yeah. is like funny because he's the white guy so it's like he can't die he's a white cop so he's like yeah bullets he's don't got kill white me. privilege <laughs> yeah he's like, i got white privilege so i don't get shot um yeah yeah cool movie yeah that was cool and then we watched lovecraft country which i'm obsessed with yeah 
I mean, Lovecraft uh, Country is, I mean, it already has, it just has some of my favorites because, like, um, Journey, Smollett, whatever. It's just, like, I liked her since she was on Full House. Like, <laughs> that was a long time ago because she yeah. was, like, seven years old. I don't even know who she was on Full House. She was Michelle's friend. Don't remember. Yeah, see, this yeah. is, that's why I'm, that's a, a, deep I'm, I'm a day right one fan. Yeah. So I know her from way back then and then, like, Eve's Bayou and stuff like that. She was a child actor. She was great. Oh, she was cool. kicking ass. She was doing, like, she was so, to see her now as a, you know, a full-grown woman. Any relation to uh, Jesse Smollett? Yeah, that's her sister. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But she was relevant before him and then apparently he, you know, he did some stuff. Uh, and now she's just staying relevant. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> like I can tell you, black women are amazing. Black yeah. men be tripping. Uh, <laughs> they be tripping out. But she, yeah, just seeing her like character already just seemed like a badass. And it's like, okay, I love that. And then you have, um, damn, wow. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. When we saw the Last Black Man in San Francisco. San Francisco. He was great in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think, all I can think is Angela Bassett's husband, but that is not his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how can I forget? Courtney Vance. Courtney Vance, Courtney yes. Vance. Yeah, I yeah. see. That's This is great. Like, I can only think of him as her husband because she's a Point badass proven. as well. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he's a great actor. You know, he's, he's been doing he, this for... He's always in stuff and he just, like, blends into the role because he's also in Project Power. Oh, yeah. See, he's just in too much shit. He needs to sit his ass down. Like, Her in him. He's a they, chameleon. They must never be home. They, like, yeah. If you, like, that, must, that married couple is never home. Uh, <laughs> that's why their marriage works so well. They never see each always other. in a movie doing something crazy, jumping off of cliffs and shit. Yeah, that's that's but, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Lovecraft Country is great because I just I'm a fan of fantasy science fiction fan. So you know if it's if anything's based on a book that like incorporates like other source material like um, H.P. Lovecraft, but then like oh what the like what the racist. South element, you know. Uh, they even call out um, H.P. Lovecraft's own, um, you know, racist kind of like writing. I guess he had some stuff that he wrote back in the day. I mean, weren't they all like that? Yeah, was, that was the well, time. Like, yeah. So. I remember what you know, just a couple months ago, seeing something on Doctor Seuss drawing some racist stuff back. Doctor Seuss. Oh no, I love Doctor Seuss. Just like one or two. I always was a little kid though when I read Doctor Seuss. I was like these woozits and wasits and shit. I was like. Man, that sounds like he's talking about black people. <laughs> <laughs> or like he's talking about tribal people, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's just like at a certain point, like it, there was like the time period. That like, what's a walking in my pocket? What he talking about? A, a <laughs> wigger or something, or a nigga in my, a nigga in my picket or something. I don't oh know. It's just, <laughs> I'm making up, you know, yeah. different words that like it sounded like to me sometimes. So. But Misha Green, she, she adapted the book that was written by Matt Ruff, and she. Uh, you know, I'm sure that part of that is her reconciling with that, too, you know, and, like, the characters, you know, they're talking about Lovecraft, and then they're dealing with the, you know, you know, racial politics of the time, and it's just really creative. Yeah. Isn't it a creative combination of things? It was, I think what was so interesting was that I was already so tense and stressed out by the racist parts of the, of the show, like them trying to like get out of the sundown town before like the oh sheriff killed them that i was already on edge from that that is so, such a good setup so they have seven minutes to get out of this town and he's following them but they can't speed because they'll pull them over yeah so that is terrifying so he's like chasing them so i was so scared about that by the time monsters came out i was like but the cops are still there <laughs> it was like monsters jumping around eating people up and i'm like but the cops <laughs> run away from the cops well, it is so interesting because it's like, even though like monsters are going to kill them, like the great equalizer, right? Monsters. Now it's humans. You know, they're like, there's humans against monsters. The cops are still racist, kind of. Oh, yeah. They're was, like, oh, was, you can't go to the car without us. Yeah, there's one cop still like literally is the vampire monster thing is like right there in a room with them. And then he's still trying to be racist. And I'm like, yeah. come on now. That is too real. Yeah, that, that is 100%. Because <laughs> I can see down. that happening right now. Like right now, aliens could drop down on the planet Earth and be like, we want to kill all y'all. And then they're, somehow the racist rednecks will still be like, all right, so like, uh, black people, you need to not like get in the way because we're all going to get killed, but we want to get killed first because we're more important. Like, I don't know. They'll find, they'll find like some weird... Some this weird has got to be their like internal... Like, yeah, still find company. some way to be like racist in the yeah. midst of like everyone being in danger. Yeah, that's... Great it's, show, though. Yeah, that's, I'm really excited to see where it goes. I really am. I think, like, that that show, and, and particularly the whole Monsters beat, that's so... 
evocative and, and right on the money of where we are right now in America. You know, we've got COVID, we've got this monster among us, and we can't seem to unify about anything. We can't seem to unify about the loss of life being bad. You know, all of a sudden COVID deaths are political. Black lives and, and you know, getting killed by the police is political. Like, and we can't unify around anything. Like, I know that we're this country of, like, freaks and weirdos, like we have been for such a long time. But we are, like, why can't we find anything to agree on? Like, we all live in these, like, such different re- planes of reality, I feel like. It's just like... I I think it's just because there's... I, I honestly think it's, there's always this, like, the corporations and, and the extremely wealthy. When I think of extremely wealthy, I think of, like... A, co- a conglomerate, a group of people. It's not. It's not necessarily always one person. It's like all the people who have a buy-in and, and banks and corporations. Yeah, those I like to call people, it everyone with more money than you. Yeah, they. Those people kind of have a different interest than than the average American person, the average or the average human being. And I feel like we we sometimes group them up with Democrats and Republicans, and we group them up with the average person, but they're not. That's what they use to like, divide us so that we don't realize that it's us, like everyone who doesn't have as much money as them, and them. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's just like, at the end of the day, like, you could never put a McDonald's. It, like, not, I'm not talking about the individuals who are, you know, presidents and vice presidents and stuff like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the whole corporation itself. That can't be put grouped up and in the same group with, like, little Cindy who lives, you know somewhere down the neighborhood or whatever and she's like a single mother like she should not be having the same be on the same voting block or like saying like, like trying to ask for the same things as them or they should not be asking for the same things as her like it's that's not it's, there, there's such a disparity between between the the average american and then these huge corporations that are these billionaires and so then so those people like are so disconnected like the things that and stress us out just doesn't bother them at all the same way Things that make me tired and stress me out as a black man are things that you probably all th- you think about all the time. Yeah, it's things I mean, white people don't have to talk about when you're not around, basically. Yeah. So if a bunch of extremely billionaire white guys are in charge, they don't literally give a shit about all these other issues of poor people, of, of, of you know women, of people of color, something like that, because it doesn't necessarily apply to them. And so that's, that's the problem is that like, we just got to get, we just got to get more people that represent more identities in those those higher positions or in, in that level to extreme wealth so then that we can make sure that we we cover all the bases that we that we have you know it's not just one type of person that is that is the one percent it's not just one type of I- ideology that is in charge of our government like the, no i don't understand how at this point you know we talked about 45 presidents how is no one uncomfortable with the fact that we had we done this 45 times and that's that's not even how many years because like they all had t- terms that lasted more than a year yeah. some of them but there's never been a woman ever yeah the the whole fucking world is full of women and and, and in america has never had a female president female vice president never had like some of these some of the people in my lifetime were the first female secretary of state the first female uh, House Majority Leader, the first female. And I'm like, how in my lifetime? I'm fucking. I was born in the 20th century. So like, yeah. how the, like how the freak did it take that long for that? So it's like, come on, let's get it together. That's why I'm like, I'm honestly why I want to vote for Kamala Harris is because like, why why freaking not? I yeah. don't care. She I don't care if she was like the worst representation of women. Like at this point, like we need it. We need it. We need to move. We need some change. That's that's an easy change right there. Yeah, I mean, I heard I heard a quote recently, and someone was saying like, "Oh, well, like when you vote for a party, you know, you're voting for their agenda, their policy agenda, not the, you know, not the candidate themselves." But at the end of the day, it is just a candidate. Like, yeah, like they they're they're paid, bought and paid for by all these you know big money interests. But at the end of the day, at any point, they could pull the trigger and they could say, "I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do to get elected." Or I'm going to do exactly what I said I'm going to do to get elected and just go for it. Yeah, but if Kamala says that, I'm like, I don't care. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I whatever think, like, she wants to do is going to be different than what, was, what has been done. Yeah, Because exactly. it's never been done by a woman. Right. Ever. Ever. In the history of the United States. So, like, whatever she does is going to be progressive. She literally could wake up in the morning on a Tuesday, and that's going to be the first time a black female pres- vice president woke up on a Tuesday. 
Like, <laughs> like of the United States. So, like, she can do yeah. anything and it's going to be new and we're progressive. So, like, it's time for that change. Like, I'm, I'm ready. I, I, I embrace it and I'm open to it. It's different. It's not, she's not going to have, she's not going to cater to all the things that I want. It's not, neither will the Democrats, neither will, you know, uh, the policies of either party. But like, I'm ready, I'm open to this change. I'm not as, I'm not as afraid as these 17 year old kids walking around with AR 15s of change. I'm like, I, this, I think, I think I, I welcome it because right now, what I'm living with right now, it, it ain't, it ain't not having a great time. So I'm I'm down for any type of change. Like let's get this let's progress this shit. Let's let's move let's move forward. Cause I'm tired and I'm sleepy. I'm pissed off. And hey, we gotta do something else. It's yeah, it's time for it's time for change. Is it gonna come? I don't know. Let's I don't know, but ask Sam Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could play him out. We need to get some rights to some songs, Mike. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.